Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Hey, it's Dalia popping into your feed with a little something-something to make your holidays extra merry and bright. A bonus episode of The Zest. The holidays are a great time to gather family recipes, so I couldn't pass up the opportunity to tell you about the City of Tampa's Soul Walk Community Cookbook. Tampa's Soul Walk is a trail linking historic sites that tell the story of the city's communities of color. Now, the city is creating a companion cookbook for the trail, and they need your input. You have until the end of the year to submit recipes online at tampa.gov slash soulwalk. Submission forms are also available at local libraries and City of Tampa community centers. Now, you don't need to live within Tampa city limits to participate, and you don't need to be a person of color, as long as your recipe reflects Black or African American cuisine. Ida Walker and Tina Wright are part of the team behind the Soul Walk Community Cookbook, and they're here to tell us more about the project. Well, it's so nice to meet both of you. Can you start by introducing yourself? Tell me your name and how you got involved in this project. And we'll start with Ida. Okay, very good. Thank you. So my name is Ida Walker, and I am the Senior Executive uh, Assistant for the Chief of Police for the Tampa Police Department. And uh, how I came about the um, the Soul Walk is I was a project manager for the Fearless Four uh, Historical Monument for the Police Department, where we um, we captured the history of uh, the first Black officers and also the first accomplishments of Black officers with the Tampa Police Department. And from that point, Tina and, uh, and Robin Nye, who's the uh, city's arts and cultural uh, manager for the city, you know, she came up with the idea of Soul Walk. And, you know, where we can capture the history across the city of Tampa um, of African-American, uh, the African-American experience. So that's how um, I became involved with Soul Walk. So, Tina, what is your involvement and what is Soul Walk for people who don't know? Oh, um, my involvement is um, being a part of the committee. Um, just to offer my suggestions, my experience, um, knowledge of just the area and the locations that uh, we have on the Soul Walk Trail. Soul Walk is a trail that um, we have identified uh, with throughout the um, city on different locations where uh, African Americans have um, lived. Um, had businesses and just contributed to the history of Tampa, and we want everyone to know the know of the contributions and um, the the knowledge, the experience, the hard work, the dedication that African Americans um, contributed to make Tampa um, what it is today. And, you know, it's, it starts from restaurants, it goes to businesses, schools, um, um, residents, 
um, communities, you name it. And all of these play an important role in identifying the locations that uh, we've chosen to be um, historical monuments for the Soul Walk Trail. Oh, there's so much to talk about already. I'm going to go back to Ida. I know that both of you have decades of experience in Tampa. So just focusing on the Black-owned restaurants, what do you remember about some of those that maybe are no longer here? Oh, my goodness. I remember Central Avenue because I was a young child when when we lived in Central Park, which is part of uh, Central Avenue, near Central Avenue. And uh, just, uh, you know, walking, you know, Central Avenue with my my aunts or my mom, you know, going down for some fried chicken and uh, Tina, what was the name of the restaurant down there on Central Avenue with the fried chicken? I remember the ice cream. Yeah, I remember the Greek stand. The Greek stand, <laughs> the yes. The Greek stand. That was just one of the ones that I can remember us, you know, getting food from there. So, yeah, but um, it was just many. There were so many um, Black-owned restaurants that, you know, I've, I've just forgotten the, the names of them, but... I'm remembering the the areas where um like the Bexley barbecue and the um Cozy Corner. Uh, oh gosh, yes, Cozy Corner and Charlie Gizzards. And then of course that's Betty's restaurant, Betty's Cafe on 34th and Martin Luther King. Those were places, I mean, that you can go and get some great soul food. When, and I say great, I mean great soul food. So, you know, it was nothing to be able to um, say, well, you know, I want a good barbecue sandwich. And there you are at, you know, one of the, the Caldonia's um, barbecue saying, or I want a good fried chicken sandwich. And then you got Cozy Corner. Or I just want a home cooked soul food meal. And you got Betty's Cafe. So we just, we had plenty, plenty of restaurants, but just, you know, just to name, name them all. Oh my gosh. It would just be so uh, mind boggling. But you know, the one that I do remember and that's still around is Big John Alabama barbecue. They are still around and they're, I mean, still uh, strutting their stuff when it comes to barbecue. And they were Delia. Yes, Delia. They were one of our chefs at the launch. So they were one of our uh, celebrity chefs at the launch of the call for recipes. When we talk about soul food, there are so many definitions. So Tina, I'll start with you. What do you mean when you say soul food? Soul food. Soul food to me is love. I say soul food is laughter. Soul food is bringing families together. You know, we, we centered around our, our foods, the, the, the foods that we adopt as part of our heritage. And from there, we make memories and we create legacies. That's what soul food is. Ida, what are some examples of this type of food? When you think of a plate of soul food, what is on that plate? Oh, my goodness. We just had Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm talking collard greens collard greens with your smoked meats in it, whether it's um, back in the day, they had hog jaws and uh, hog malls and 
you know, you had your smoked neck bones uh, inside to give it that flavor. Uh, today we use a lot of turkey because we got a little healthier side of it. So we use a lot of turkey now. Um, I'm, you know, the, the mic and cheese. Oh, I love the mic and cheese. I love the different cheeses and everybody makes it differently. So I love, uh, the, the, uh, the cornbread, cornbread dressing that goes alongside of your turkey and, uh, your cranberry. What is the, the cranberry sauce that's with it? I, I love the peas, you know, those, uh, fresh snap peas that we would sit you know, uh, at the table and snap those peas, you know, and what they call them, shelling, shelling the peas and just the freshness of, uh, of the vegetables that we use. You know, uh, we, uh, we went out to Tina and, um, and her husband's farm to pick collard greens, fresh collard greens for Thanksgiving. And so those are the things that I think of uh, when I talk about, when you talk about soul food or black cuisine, you know, and um, yeah, so, and those family gatherings, we're, uh, you know, after Sunday, what they call a Sunday meal, you know, you start cooking on Saturday for Sunday, you know, after church or those Friday night fish fries. That's what I think of uh, soul food you know, jambalaya, you know, uh, crab enchilada. That's what I think about uh, when we have those gatherings for soul food. Crab enchilada. Yes. Tina, do you remember the Friday fish fries? Oh, girl, yes. Fish and grits. Fish and grits. And uh, I can remember going to the um, fish market. And there, you know, um, get me a, a, a mullet. They, they um, scale it and, and um, they gut it and get it all flayed out. And you get it home and, and you season and you fry it with that cornmeal and have a side of grits. And sometimes you may have coleslaw and sometimes you may have hush puppies. But yes, Friday was a fish and grit kind of day. There was no... Uh, determining what are we going to have for dinner tonight. Everybody pretty much knew it was fish and grits on Friday. I heard that there were some famous visitors who would come to town and frequent perhaps a boarding house or some of these Black-owned restaurants. Who are some of the names we may know who participated in these fish fries and Sunday dinners and things when they were in town? Oh, gosh, I can remember hearing the stories as well. And Ray Charles' names comes to mind. Um, it's actually noted um, as part of the historical um, Soul Walk Trail that he actually um, did a recording here of one of his songs. So I know Ray Charles was one of them. Oh, wow. Because he's from Florida. Is that true? Like the St. Augustine area, I want to say. I believe that's where he went to school. I believe that's where he went to school. The blind. Yeah, the, the blind. blind. Yes. You know what? People are people are going to be screaming at their radio. So I'm going to Google it in, in just a minute here. Um, Ida, were there any other notable names? So I understand that was a Ch uh, Chubby Checker that was here who did the twists 
who uh, created the twist. Yeah, he he was a visitor as well? Yes, he was a visitor as well, from what I understand. Okay, Ray Charles was born in Albany, Georgia, but I do believe he went to school here in Florida. There was a school for the blind. Okay, Tina, why is it so important to preserve this food? It sounds like there are so many stories that are conjured up when you even talk about the fish fry or the hush puppies. So why is it so important for the city of Tampa to put together this recipe collection? How can you tell the history of a heritage and not include what makes that heritage important? And it's food. It's uh, surrounded by our food. We create our memories, our memories of our um, grandparents, our parents, and we're passing these memories and legacies on. We don't want this to be forgotten. And so it is important that we continue to do this. It is important that we put this together so that the generation beyond us can go back and say, oh, this is what our ancestors left behind for us to enjoy, for us to partake in, for us to have our own set of memories and leave legacies. We have, we can't, we cannot lose the memories and legacies of our heritage. And, and, and most, like I said, those memories and heritages are created around food. I mean, I think you said it. Ida, is there anything you would add to that? Oh, yes. Um, you know, uh, learning the history, even of our families, like 50 years from now, when uh, our grandkids, when they, you know, want to just Google something about grandmother, you know, uh, maybe grandmama Ida, you know, they want to Google something and they come across a recipe that grandmother Ida you know, contributed to the city of Tampa or um, a recipe that, you know, maybe an aunt or someone, you know, contributed to the city of Tampa. We just want uh, the history as a whole, including food, to be part of a history so that for generations to come, others can um, can look back and just see what uh, what it is, what was happening today in the city of Tampa. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. So, Tina, where will these recipes live? I understand that there will be a cookbook. And then will the book be for sale? Where will these memories be captured? It will be a cookbook. Um, at this point, they're working out the logistics of um, if it would be for um, sale. or. But we know that um, they will be a part of the um, African um, Museum, African American Museum, Ida. It's, um, that was one of the um, sources we wanted to put it there. Um, a part of the um, Visitors um, Tampa Bay um, Association 
Um, we wanted to that to be a source of um, where they can locate it. But um, at this point, we haven't uh, a, a Robin. They really haven't worked out um, all of the justice of where we really want these um, books to be. But I'm hoping in libraries. I'm hoping in um, bookstores. You know, I, I'm thinking big. You know, so. You know, I'm hoping all over that, you know, you'll go in a bookstore, Barnes and Nobles and go, oh, the city of Tampa Soul Walk cookbook. So I'm hoping we can find it there. But, you know, that's just my dream is to see it big, you know, libraries, bookstores, just all over where people can actually, um, you know, get a part of history, our history that we contributed. Ida, what kind of recipes are you looking for? Because you said everybody's got a mac and cheese recipe. Do you want 10 different mac and cheese recipes? Do you want the fish fry recipe? Do you want a recipe that is not, that you haven't captured yet? What are you looking for, for people listening? So we look, we are looking for whatever favorite recipe that your family or your grandmother or whatever that favorite recipe is, you know, that, uh, that will tell a story about your family's history surrounding food. So whether that be mac and cheese, whether it uh, be collard greens, whether it be the favorite uh, potato salad, whatever that favorite meal or that favorite dish that relates to your family. That's what we are looking for. Of course, we can't put a hundred recipes of mac and cheese in the book, but we will have a selection team that will choose the uh, recipes that go in the book. Uh, but we will have all of the recipes captured and archived in the city archives as well. So it will still be there and be available, but every recipe won't make the book, but we're wanting all types of recipes. We want to have a, um, a wide variety of recipes to go into the book. And also, I just want to add that the, the book will also be available, as Tina mentioned, uh, Visit Tampa Bay. Whenever we have conventions here in Tampa, whenever uh, we have people visiting Tampa, they will have the opportunity to receive those, uh, those books. And we have hundreds of visitors that, comes, uh, that visit Tampa every year. Oh, yeah. Probably hundreds of thousands of visitors. That's amazing. Before I let you go, we've talked about the the past. And then we've talked about, you know, which restaurants are still there in the present. But we didn't really talk about that in-between period of desegregation in Florida and what that looked like from a culinary perspective. So I don't know if either of you can speak to this, but how did what and where you ate change during desegregation? So I, I, I believe like once our restaurants, once um, Central Avenue went away, once, you know, um, our, uh, some of the restaurants started closing down, of course, we still have some that's out there. But a lot of our, our, our uh, black cooks and uh, black waiters, they were working at, you know, uh, like Morrison's Restaurant. 
you know, or I think then it became Piccadilly's. And uh, so we, we had it, but we had it on a different level. You know, it uh, it left, you know, from being more of a mom to pop uh, restaurant or family restaurant to the commercial restaurants like Morrison. And, you know, we had, a, you know, black cooks and black waiters in those restaurants. And I don't want to leave out uh, during segregation our uh, cooks that were in the, uh, uh, the schools, the uh, cafeteria at the schools that that the fresh food that they cooked for us, I mean, it was not fast food in the schools back then. And I just want to, you know, uh, at some point, we want to highlight, you know, the people that um, that kept us fed, you know, uh, as if we were getting a meal, a home-cooked meal when we were in the schools. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, we can't forget about them. Do either of you have a recipe in the cookbook? I submitted my um, spicy collard greens recipe. What's your secret ingredient, or can you say? I guess you you have to say because you're putting it in the cookbook. Destemming them, washing them, um, cutting them up, kind of um, medium small, um, and then just um, taking ham hocks and and smoked neck bones and 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 um, putting and washing them and putting them in the pot and bringing them to board and letting them simmer while I'm preparing the the greens and cutting them up. And I use that pop um, liquor, uh, stock is, is what, what most people. And, and I put my greens in there and um, I do onions. I do green bell pepper. Um, but the key is crushed red pepper to make it spicy. And then at just when my greens are almost done, I take maybe eight to 10 strips of um, baked breakfast bacon. I um, microwave it, get it crispy. I crunch up the bacon and I put the bacon and the drippings all on top of the greens. And that, that, it's, it's not a truly healthy, but it's very tasty. Amazing. And then Ida, what about you? Do you have a recipe that you've submitted for the book? I have not submitted one yet, but I'm in between my mac and cheese and an apple cake. I think I'm going to go with the apple cake. It's a very simple cake and it takes fresh apples and it's so easy to make. I think that's the one I'm going to get. And it's so, so good. Mm, That would go great with a side of collard greens. Last question for you, ladies. Many people listening to this are outside of the Tampa Bay area and they're thinking, what a great idea. I want to do something like this for my community. So do you have any advice for other cities to do their own cookbook? Oh, gosh. I say enthusiasm. Um, Get the folk with the knowledge, you know, just, you know, just wanting to do it, to be, you know, just the desire to do this that's i think that's what drives us and and we put forth every effort to make it um as perfect as possible so that i would say if that's your desire gather a a group and just make it work you know we we talked for 
oh gosh, almost a year on Soul Walk and, and the trail. And gosh, how long did we talk about the Soul Walk cookbook? And we did this and we did that. And then we just found ourselves coming together uh, from the experience, the knowledge, the research, the submission of um, the different recipes. And this is where we are today. We're at fruition of getting this cookbook out there. That's awesome. Ida, do you have any words of advice to add to that? Yes, I just want to uh, tell everyone is the importance of sharing your family stories you know, sharing those great times around uh, surrounding, you know, food and other history that you would like to share. And, you know, as Tina said, if you can get together a group of people who are motivated and inspired to just make it happen and just, you know, and just do it, as they say, just do it. I love that. Well, you two just did it. And with the help of the community, we can all do it together and create something really special. So I appreciate both of your time, Tina Wright and Ida Walker. Thank you so much. And we actually have a conversation coming up next season with Adrian Miller, who's known as the Soul Food Scholar. People may recognize him from the Netflix series High on the Hog. So we got more soul food coming up. Oh, wonderful. That's great. Ida Walker and Tina Wright are part of the team behind Tampa's Soul Walk Community Cookbook. You have until the end of this year to submit a recipe, and you can find a link to the submission page on our website, thezestpodcast.com. We hope you enjoyed this bonus episode. We'll be back with fresh new shows in the new year. I'm Delia Colon. I produce The Zest with Andrew Lucas. Our social media and web guru is Alexandria Ebron. Possessed is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2023, part of the NPR Network. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com.